What's up, guys? Welcome back to the DW Podcast. We are here with Ben Vecarelli. Now, if you listen to the G-Men Journal, uh, you know this is coming right now. It is is the same time as when we ranked the NFL draft classes. But anyway, um, this this will be an interesting one as we are finally moving away from draft classes. Now, does that mean we know what the current plan is? Absolutely not. Now, now for just uh, we kind of decided that from now on, um, at least for a little while until we want some change of plans, we are going to one of us will be posting every other day. So, so that will probably mean like two a week um, for each of us, which I think should be a realistic number. I mean, you were getting one every other day, but it's fine. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by no one, as no one has any interest in paying me. Um, so, so yeah, that. Uh, we we can get into it after that that brief intro, <laughs> and um, we will start with with awards now. Just to specify, the NBA's new format is they will be playing eight more games with the twenty two teams that so called are in contention. Um, it, it will end up shrinking down to eight East, eight West, or thirteen West. Currently nine East. Uh, I don't think um there there might not be that much parity in. In, in the regular season, but I think with all these guys who, who aren't resting, and I think people will be so rusty that they may get hurt, um, I, I think it will be interesting to see if there's going to be some major, major yeah. upsets. I, I, yeah, I would agree. I think that one of the things that the NBA has focused on, the reason that we won't be seeing basketball for until the 31st of July is because they want to allow as much time as possible for these players to recover so that they don't suffer these career-ending or, or season-ending injuries. Uh, but, but yeah, I would agree. I think, you know, some the rust is going to be is going to be significant. I mean, it maybe won't be as significant as we thought early on because we will have, um, we will have some time for these guys to warm up. Um, but yeah, I would agree. It should be interesting to see how these playoffs shake out. Obviously, we've never seen anything like that. I wonder, personally, I wonder how much the home away factor will factor in. Does does anybody really care that they're now at a neutral site, or does it matter? We're not sure. We will figure that out. Biasly, I want to talk about the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers are insane at home um, and god-awful on the road. So uh, is is this neutral site... Are they going to play like they're on the road, or are they going to play like they're at home? That will be determined. Um, but, yeah, enough rambling about. Um, from me, we can get into the awards here with um, the Most Valuable Player Award. Yeah. Now, I think th- this is not necessarily a competition. Now, I, I might have suggested this on um, on air in the last episode, or maybe I didn't, and I just told this out loud to you. But I think if there's a chance that somebody comes back and has a ridiculous return and, and are back in full form, and, and like a guy like Giannis, who is currently the front runner, um, kind of falls off, then maybe we could see a bunch of change. But I do not necessarily expect that to happen, as I think everyone will be at least slightly rusty and then and then turn to, um, to what they're expected to be unless they are injured now I think Giannis when healthy is might be a lock for the MVP this year um anyway I think Giannis Antetokounmpo wins MVP yeah the Greek freak is the pick here for me I would agree with that I think you know obviously as you mentioned unless something drastic changes um when we come back he is the clear pick here or should win, uh, again, unless something drastic um, happens. But, yeah, we can move on here to Rookie of the Year. Yeah, so for the Rookie of the Year, 
race, I think this is not necessarily much of a debate. Now, in terms of who is the actual better player between Ja and Zion, and according to himself, Kendrick Nunn, who is the best rookie <laughs> in the league. Okay, uh, Kendrick Nunn is not in contention, as I'm not even sure he is. He's top three. I was debating heavily um, over who was the most talented player. I personally side for Zion over Ja, but, but I think Ja, because Zion has only played 20 games, and even if he's healthy, at least that might be 28 games or, or maybe like 32 if they get swept in the first round. Uh, actually, 35, I guess. Um, anyway, I think uh, with the Rookie of the Year, I, I think it's kind of clear that it's Ja Morant. Yeah, I would agree with that there. So we can move on here to the coach of the year. Yeah. Now, now for the coach of the year, not necessarily standouts on the best teams. I think you could ne- definitely argue for a guy like Frank Vogel or Mike Budenholzer just because they are coaching the top two teams in the league. But, um, but I don't think I think a lot of the time the coach of the year goes to a it goes to someone who who leads his team to a lot of improvement, and I do not think. You will necessarily see that with um, Budenholzer. Anyway, I think um, <laughs> I think this award I was debating between the two guys. Nick Nurse is one of them, and the other guy who I have winning just because of how much his team has exceeded expectations. I have Billy Donovan winning the Coach of the Year. That yeah, that makes sense. I personally have um, Nick Nurse here. I think you have to remember the fact that. They won last year, and then everybody expected them to be instantly out of contention once once Kawhi left, but Nick Nurse has turned this team around and has made them back into a contender again. So, so yeah, that would be the logic there for me. Uh, we can move on here to Wait, this. Just to just to go back to Billy Donovan, I think we've seen the Thunder. They tore everything down. Um, the offseason, I mean, it ended in a poor way with, with Dame waving. Bye bye to to Paul George and, and Westbrook and, and they were both gone. Westbrook being traded for Chris Paul, which was seen as a god awful trade at the time because of of Chris Paul's god awful contract, and then Paul George being traded for Jai, Shai Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, which has actually worked out well. As Shai and Chris Paul have played at all star levels, I think we saw them exceed expectations. Uh, many had them near the the basement of the Western Conference, as they have kind of been um, near the attic of the of, of the of the Western Conference as they're currently the five seed. I have them moving up slightly, but um, we can move on to the sixth man of the year. Uh, I think this is a race that no one cares about. It probably just seems that Lou Will wins it every year, but but I think Lou Will might not even be the sixth man on his team anymore as Montrezl Harrell is. Um, 100% agree with that. I think my vote was originally, like, you know, just as Dill mentioned, nobody really cares about this, so I was just kind of going to, to give it to Lou Will, and then I looked at it, I put it down, and then I looked back at it, and then I realized that Lou Will isn't even the best reserve on his team, Montrezl Harrell is, so it has to go to Montrezl Harrell, in my opinion. Yeah, I like, um, not necessarily parody, well, in this case, maybe parody, but I also think the fact that, uh, that this guy has kind of, who, who was expected to be a lot, and wasn't exactly a lot for his team, got traded, or signed with a different team, I think it's Dennis Schroeder, now, the reason I think Schroeder is the guy, I feel like, one, Schroeder was looked at as, as a guy who, who could be a future all-star as the leader of the Hawks, now, the Hawks, um, drafted Trey Young and basically dished Schroeder. Schroeder went on to make a name for himself as a very, very good backup point guard for Chris Paul um, off the bench for the Thunder. Now, the Thunder, everyone on the Thunder has exceeded expectations. Um, 
including Schroeder, so I think Schroeder is the sixth man of the year. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, we can move on here to the most improved player. Um, my pick here for most improved player is Bam Adebayo, um, a guy who has gone from um, gone from being not necessarily um, a well-known name to being um, an all-star and one of the top centers in the league, um, at least for this season. Uh, so Bam Adebayo is the pick for me. Yeah, I agree. I think in terms of step up, in terms of the most talent and guys who also improve, then you have to give it to Luca. Um, maybe Tatum finishes second in that race, but but Tatum and and Luca were already looked at as guys who either were at least fringe all stars or were going to turn into fringe all stars. Uh, so I think you give it to Bam or Brandon Ingram. I personally decided to go with Bam just because we never really saw so much potential with um with Bam. I. I don't know if this is one. Of, this was on air, but going into the year, I definitely said that Bam was going to take a step up. I did not think he was going to play at an all-star level, but maybe the the second key piece on the Heat. Maybe he has turned into the key piece as a defensive force and, and a solid offensive player next to Jimmy Butler. He'd have also overachieved. I think there's a chance you give the coach of the year to Eric Spolstra, but anyway, I think um, Bam has improved boatloads and and deserves the most improved player. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. We can move on here to the Defensive Player of the Year. Well, I think that the Defensive Player of the Year is AD, Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, who do I think will win it? AD or Gobert? Probably not Gobert because he ruined the NBA. Anthony Davis will win it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's not really his fault. It was kind of going around. But his his lack of... of, Caring. Yeah. I think AD is going to win it, but I think Giannis deserves it. Now, it's rare that you see, especially in this era, um, where you see the the MVP and the Depoy go to the same person. I do not know the last time that has happened, but I think Giannis, who is really elevated um, as a, an amazing defensive player uh, in this league, deserves it. Because I feel like if you're the most valuable player, then you could deserve the defensive player of the year if you are important, or if you're good. Um, at defense, I think Giannis. I think there's years where like LeBron won MVP and he should have won Depoy also, but he didn't, which might be a sign that that, that he won't. And and a defensive uh, or an anchor so, big man like AD would would win it. But anyway, yeah. So the last times someone won MVP and Depoy in the same season was Michael Jordan in the 1998 Bulls. Or yeah, sorry, in the 88 Bulls, yeah. Um, so yeah, that is the last time, so pretty rare, um, that we see that, um, so yeah, we can move on here to, to the seeds in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so, just to specify, so the way this is gonna work is if the, the nine seed, the nine seed, whoever finishes as a nine seed after eight games, is within four games of the eight seed, then they play a, a double, a double elimination game. Now, if the nine, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. If the nine seed loses once, they're done. Mm-hmm. But the eight seed has to lose twice. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. So, so if the um, if or it's going to be the Wizards, presumably uh, against one of the Magic or the Nets. Uh, maybe the Wizards make a ridiculous run, like win all eight games, and and find themselves in a position to be the seven seed. But but I would not bank on that. So um, I think the the Wizards are we gonna, we're going to go from one to nine, but. But anyway, I think the one seed. I, wait, did you prepare the one through eight playoff seeds or one through thirteen? I, I'm just wondering. Uh no, so I just did one through eight and one through eight. 
Okay, I did. I, I okay. thought about one through nine, one through thirteen. So we can start with number one in the East, where it's obviously the team who, who I'm not sure clinched one seed, but but now with this new scenario, pretty much has. I think the Bucks easily get the one seed in the East. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I think the Bucks have the most um, have the most fit in the league on their team just because I don't think they have the most talented team in the league. I think that goes to one of the Lakers or the Clippers, but but everyone works well together. They can all shoot basically except for Giannis. So so they surround the best player in the NBA with a bunch of great shooters and Middleton and Bledsoe and, and Wesley Matthews and others. They can all defend. Dante their, DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo. Who, in my opinion, is a dark horse. Him and George Hill are are a dark horse, in my opinion, for six man of the year. But yeah. Dark horse. Um. Anyway, I think the Bucks are the clear number one seed. Now, now we can move on to the number two seed, where I think this is a position where you could argue we could see some change. I personally do not predict that. I think the Raptors, who who made a huge run, won like 15 straight uh, at some point in like February or something. I think they snagged the two seed. Yeah, I have the two seed here going to the Raptors. Yeah, uh, we have the same there. I think yeah. the Raptors are are one of the more um, surprising teams this year, if not the most, uh, in terms of how good they have been, not in terms of like what the expectations were, just because I think the teams who, who like the Thunder or the Grizzlies, who have exceeded expectations a lot, right, would be ranked below like the Raptors, who are the two seed, where the Grizzlies are yeah. the eight seed, or, or the Suns, who have even done a lot more than expected, somehow made this uh, this somewhat uh, somewhat weird scenario. Anyway, we can move on to the three seed in the East, where I actually have my first um, and, and only change in the East. I have uh, the Heat actually moving up. To get the three seed. Yeah, I think that that's reasonable. Um, but here, I think at the three seed, I think that the Celtics get this one. Now, as you guys will see um, in the latter portion of this episode, I think that the Celtics make a relatively deep run into the, or rather a very deep run into the playoffs. Um, so yeah, um, that's the three seed. Um, so the top three seeds stay the same for me. Um, actually, the top four seeds stay the same for me. So we can move on here to the number four seed where I have the Heat. Uh, yeah, I think the four seed uh, is the Celtics. I think the Celtics might be better than the Heat. Now, I don't think this matters because there's no fans, but I think the Heat might have some slight, like, at least confidence that they're playing in the same state or something um, ridiculous like that, that they have the confidence and they end up grabbing the three seed. I think the Celtics perform well in Orlando with Jason Tatum probably continuing to prove that he is a, a superstar of some sort at such a young age. I think uh, this will be a very important, um, or very, I guess, interesting scenario with the Celtics to see if Tatum can continue to break out, even with all this rust that the NBA um, players will have. So I think uh, the Celtics end up falling to the four seed. Yeah, that that would make sense. Uh, we can move on here to the five seed, where um, I think that the five seed is the Sixers moving up from the six seed. I think that the Sixers, um, and this is probably me just being a little bit biased here um, and being wishful thinking, um, I think that the... Um, the Sixers are actually going to be uh, going to be pretty good. I think the one of the major questions coming into the um, coming into the playoffs for them was was Simmons going to be healthy? 
Simmons is going to be healthy. Um, I mean, we obviously, he was expected to be back by the playoffs, but he would be coming off an injury, and that can always not lead to the greatest results. Um, another thing, Embiid is reportedly in the quote-unquote best shape of his life. Um, he says that he has work to get done, so that's a good sign. Um, obviously, Embiid's lack of conditioning has held the Sixers back um, in recent years, so maybe that they can be good. I think that they slide up. They slide up here to the five seed. Yeah, uh, I think this will be an interesting race between the Sixers and the Pacers. I think they are really the only people contending for the five seed. I mean, I think the Sixers are only like two games or, or so behind the Heat. I think they have a chance to catch up. Some one of them to catch up to four. But I think in general, this will probably stay and one of them being like flip-flop. I decided to go with the Pacers just because I like being against the Sixers just because of how disappointing they've been this year. Yeah. Um. So I think the Sixers logically could move up to five. I'm rooting for them to move up to five because I think a matchup with the Bucs would be a lot. If we somehow win in the first round, I think the, a matchup with the Bucs um, would be a lot better than a matchup with the Raptors or the Celtics um, or the Heat, who maybe move up to two. Uh, you can give. Do you think that would be a better matchup? Just because I think we are the only team that can match the Bucs in terms of size. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just one quick note on the Sixers. The Sixers and the Pacers actually do play each other, so I, maybe it could come down to that. Schedule? I didn't think the schedules had been released. Yeah, they they have um, the Sixers eight game schedule. Um, um, or at least they're they're projecting them to play the Pacers. So I guess it probably could come down to that. Um, so we will see. Um, that will be interesting. Um, I we can move on here to the sixth seed where I have the Pacers. Obviously they slide down um, from five. So yeah. Uh yeah, I think the Sixers here at the sixth seed now. I think the Sixers have a are, are prime to potentially make a run. I do not necessarily think they will, but I think this is the perfect opportunity. Uh, I, I don't know, but maybe just with everyone being so, so rusty, maybe the fact that they can't shoot the ball will not hurt them as much as it typically would. Plus, Al Horford potentially returning to his, his usual playoff form could be helpful. Uh, it's a very good defensive team, which could be helpful. Uh, and what scares me is um, is the injuries. But I would I think it would be slightly unrealistic for Embiid and Simmons who or especially no Simmons who 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 sustained an injury for for basically all of this um quarantine and, and should return by July 31st for him to get injured again now if it does and that's a major concern but but if he doesn't then I think it would be great if Simmons stays healthy because I think we were at our peak when when Simmons was healthy so, so yeah I think the Sixers Although they might only be the sixth seed, could be a very good team in this new playoff format. Yeah, I would agree with that. We can move on here to the seventh seed, where I have the Magic. Um, this it currently is the Nets, but we have already learned that Katie and Kyrie will not be coming back, so that will affect them. In large part, the thought originally was potentially that Katie and Kyrie would be ready to go and come back, and they could make a push for to to contend um, with two of the top players in the league. But um, I, but now that they have both been ruled out, I think that the Nets dropped to eight, which we will talk about in a sec. But but um, the the Magic are at seven here for me. Yeah, I um I 
I personally agree. I am not a fan of the Nets, as I don't think um, Zach, or not Zach Levine, um, I don't know where that came from, Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert will be ready to be the leaders of this team when it really matters as, at least maybe, or going into the season one, that was not going to be the thought because that Kyrie was going to be healthier, maybe Durant was going to return. Now, even with the suspension, they both won't. So, um, I don't think the Nets are ready, and I think they will definitely fail, at least somewhat, in this, um, in this new format. I think the Magic, who, who won, saw the, the same core, um, put up some sort of a fight against the Raptors last year, um, move up to the seventh seed. Yeah, um, that, um, that makes sense, um. For, for both of us there, so we can move on here to the final seed, the eighth seed, um, where I think that the Nets here, I think that, um, I think that they probably split it with the, um, with the Wizards, um, in the play-in tournament, um, or maybe they don't, the Wizards are just so bad that they can't, um, that they don't even make a push, um, and these eight teams stay the same, but, but yeah, that's, um, that's the predictions, um, there for me in the East, still, what do you have to round things out? Yeah, I'd be Nets being the 18 with the Wizards being the 19. Now, I don't necessarily think the Wizards, um, are not capable, I don't think the Wizards will make a push, um, to the eighth seed, but I think it's possible that they make a push to uh, to the ninth seed. Now, what uh, what pains me with the Wizards? Everyone's gonna be so rusty, especially I feel like on the offensive end or on the defensive end, um, as they haven't exactly moved uh, to defend, or maybe on both sides. But I think more the defensive end. You can you can share your thoughts on that. I just feel like yeah. the Wizards, who are the worst defensive team in the league, they are so bad at defense, so good at offense, are going to struggle even more. So I think the Wizards um, are going to struggle and not even be within four games of the Nets. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think that I would agree in the sense that they will struggle on both ends, but. I actually don't think they will struggle that much. I think, I don't know, I did, personally, I really think that these um, facilities reopening will have an impact. I think that they might still be, you know, rusty the first couple of games just to uh, face high-intensity basketball. But other than that, I think that these guys will be virtually ready to go. I think that they might be a little bit weaker on the defensive end than, than we would usually see. Um, but I think on the offensive end, they should be fine. Um, in terms of the Wizards, I... I I think maybe they come in with eight, um, they come in with, or, sorry, they come in with four of, um, the Nets, maybe they don't, or the, the Nets or the Magic, the Magic, I mean, they're playing at home, um, whether or not that will have any impact or not, I, I'm not exactly sure, but, yeah, um, those are my feelings there, we can move on to the West seating. So you just have the same eight, being the same eight, no Wizards. Making yeah. it on. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, we can move on to the West, where I think there is a lot more parity just because a lot of the teams um, are a lot closer with each other. Uh, we can start with the, the easy ones, probably. Um, with, I think, the Lakers, led by LeBron, Anthony Davis, others. Um, others. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. <laughs> Dwight Howard, Javel McGee. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, Lakers have the one seed. Yeah, I would um, agree with that um, for sure. Um, I think Alex Caruso leads the Lakers um, to contention. Not really think LeBron and AD do that job. Um, but yeah, the Lakers are the one seed for me. Yeah, now for the two seed, I think 
Um, I think the Clippers stick with the two seed now. Something scares me with the Clippers. Kawhi might be the clutchest playoff player in the league. Um, I think that would either go to him or LeBron. I have the Clippers getting into some struggles when it comes to playoff time, but, but we will see soon. Um, uh, with the three, with the three, you have the Clippers at two, I assume, as well? Yes, I do. Now, how do you, who do you have doing the three seed? Yeah, I have um, at the three seed, I have the Nuggets. Um, the reports are now that Jokic is in the, quote, best shape of this life. Um, now, that isn't exactly hard, as... Jokic might be in the conversation for most out of shape player in the league, um, but yeah. Yeah, I actually have the Jazz moving up to the number three seed, as I think the Jazz, although they they were the main coronavirus suppliers in the NBA, um, still have the talent and the playoff experience um, to make a whether it's a decent run or just play well um, to to go to the three seed. Yeah, um, that uh, that makes sense. Um, I have the Jazz actually slipping um, just a couple of spots here. Here, um, we can move on here to four, uh, where I have the Thunder um, at four. Yeah, I think that is, that is at least somewhat logical, as um, as it they should be able to um, to to sustain somewhat. I have the Thunder as a four seed, meaning the Nuggets fall two spots to number five. I think the Thunder are the most surprising team in the league, um, as they've been so good and with not so great players and, and not necessarily um, expected. Chris Paul has had somewhat of a, of a, I'm not going to say it, yeah, I'm going to say it, an MVP level season. Hold up, hold up, everyone's laughing. Um, everyone is crying, maybe laughing. Chris Paul is not playing at MVP level. Because okay. Chris Paul would never win the MVP. Yeah, okay, I got you. In terms of he's not playing, I think I can clarify, he's not playing an MVP level, yet he is the most player, he could be in the argument for the, the most, most important player. Yes, the most important team. player. Yeah. Not Because when you say most valuable player, then people get tripped up. Like, is he the best player in the league? No. And that's like... Just completely off topic. I actually think that MVP is a little messed up. It usually goes to like the player who has had the best season. But I would agree. Like if you take Chris Paul off of that Thunder team, they're trash. I mean, granted, if you take Giannis off of the Bucks, they're not terrific, but they're still solid. I mean, Chris Middleton can maybe lead a team. No, Chris Paul just supplying the ball and right, yeah. Play, even with that terrible contract, I think. People look at Chris Paul and they're so surprised with this season because he has such a bad contract. But I say this a lot: overpaid does not mean overrated. Yeah. He's not having a surprising season. Chris Paul is an all-star point guard, and I don't need uh, you to tell me that twice. Chris right. Paul is a great player, so I think he helps the Thunder potentially make a run in the playoff, at least if they somehow avoid playing the Lakers. Um, and and I think this will be a fun um, playoff for Chris Paul. Is Maybe he is primed to make his biggest run since, or or besides that Rockets here, where they were one game from the finals. Right. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree with that. We can move on here to the five seed in the West, where I have the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, now with the five seed in the West, I have uh, the Denver Nuggets, meaning that you have the Jazz taking a bit of a tumble. Um, right. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh, I think the the Nuggets 
deserve to be around here. I don't think the Nuggets are going to be that good. I was never high on the Nuggets. I think they're a um, a team that plays a very good way and, and is a great regular season team, but do they have a guy in Jokic who is ready? Or even if, if anyone else is ready to step up and lead them when it really matters? I'm not sure yet. Yeah. So, yeah, I am... Um, I'm not sold on the Nuggets, that's why I kind of have them taking a bit of a tumble. We can move on to the six seed, who do you have being the number six seed? Yeah, I have the, um, I have the Jazz here at the six seed. Um, obviously, I mentioned that they um, take a bit of a tumble. Um, I think that um, the the void or or bad bad blood right now between their two stars and Mitchell and, and Gobert, I think that that's real. Um, and I think that that might actually have a significant um, effect on them um, this this playoffs or um, so yeah that's why I think that they take um, a tumble in my opinion we could uh, you can give your six oh. and number six I have the Houston Rockets yeah that makes sense I have the Rockets at seven so we can just move right along here um, yeah the Rockets um, are at seven if they hadn't already clinched a playoff spot I was considering just dropping them and putting the Blazers and the Pelicans in there, but they've already clinched the playoffs cut, so I can't exactly do that, but yeah. Yeah, I think with the seventh spot, I actually have um, the Mavericks being here now. I think the Mavericks were not trending um, toward, towards upwards, but maybe this break will basically reset um, every team and they will return to what they were doing at the beginning of the season. Um, so yeah, and, and especially Luca and KP can stay healthy. Uh, so we can move on to the eight seed where it starts to get interesting. Yeah, I here at the eight seed, I have the Blazers. Okay, um, at the eight seed, I have the Grizzlies. Now I think the Grizzlies will not be um or will not distance themselves far enough, and they will have to play a double in the elimination. Series. Right. Yeah, I I would agree. I think that um that the Blazers will also have to do. Something like that. I think the Blazers and the Pelicans will will get a play in tournament. So the good. Grizzlies just fall out completely. Yeah, That's yeah. I mean, I, I really. T- I mean, it's so close. I mean, although I, I love Dame in the playoffs, it would be so fun. I feel like to see a job this guy on play in series. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, so I have the Pelicans at nine. Yeah. So that that makes sense. Um, you wanted to move right along here to the prediction part. Yeah. So we can start with with any play-ins that we have been happening. So how do you think it plays out? We're gonna do like seven games. Well, it's not gonna be seven games for that. But how do you think it's gonna play out with the Grizzlies versus the Blaze? Um. Well, I have the I have the Blazers and the Pelicans. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. So yeah, I have the Blazers winning the first game. Um, I don't even think that the um, that the, uh... Pelicans uh, are going to put up much of a fight. Yeah. Um, is it going to be close? Is Dame going to make some ridiculous shot once again? Is, is no. Dame not going to do anything? He's going he's gonna to be very good, um, but he's, it's not going to be relatively close. Zion is going to have a good game. Um, it's going to be the best game of his bubble, um, of this bubble. Um, yeah, as far as in the East, no, I don't think there's any playing tournament there. Yeah, now for me, I'd be Pels and Grizz. Um, Job or Scion appealing. I think, although we announce um, awards based on the regular season, everyone will be clamoring for Zion for Rookie of the Year after this one. I think um, in Game 1, maybe they, um, they, I think the Grizz actually take a big lead, and then the Pelicans, based on their overall talent, led by Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram, 
and Zion Williamson, <laughs> aka Flavored Axe Word. Anyway, um, anyway, I think the Pelicans come back and win in a close one, and then they just have all of the momentum to destroy the Grizz in game two, and the Pelicans move on to play the Lakers. It's lit. Yeah, um, you had me dying laughing there with the Flight React. I mean, look at Kari, man. So inspirational. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to Flight. Uh, we we like to use good NBA opinions, and, and not the, and all opinions are good, but not Flight. Uh, but, but we can start. We will go first round for each conference, and second round for each conference, and third round for each conference, then fourth round for each conference, and then that that will be it. And then the fifth round, I mean. If yeah. I thought we were just going to keep going, but no. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, start in the so east in the or west? East, we'll start with the east. Well, the Bucks will face the Nets for both of us. This could be, this could have been a Giannis versus Durant and, and Kyrie, but no one can stay healthy on the Nets. So Giannis takes on the world. Okay, I think. <laughs> I think. I think the Bucks, who swept their first round series last year against the Pistons, maybe struggle more against. Dinwiddie and LeBert, who at times started to take over for no such reason. But I think the Bucks still take the series in five games. Um, yeah, I think that the Bucks take the series in four games. I think the Nets actually come out and win game one, and then the Bucks realize, well, Karis LeBert and Spencer Dinwiddie, and, and no one is an all-star in this team, and we can shoot better than them, we are bigger than them, and we can do everything better than them, and then dominate the next four games and take it home in five. Got you, um, that makes sense. We can move on to a Raptors Magic series, which is actually a rematch of last year. Now, the Raptors won this one in five. I think the Magic will actually come back, especially now with the loss of Kawhi for the Raptors, ready to fight. Maybe take one from Toronto. I think they actually go back to Toronto for the for the third time, tied 2 2. The Raptors then kind of just overwhelm and win the next two games to, to win in six. Yeah, I think that the Raptors, again, win in five here. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what to expect out of this Magic team as far as whether or not they will react to playing in Disney or not. I'm but not are they going to be playing in Disney? Well, they're going to be playing in Disney, but I mean, there, are some, there might be some home court perks, meaning like like it could be the Raptors yeah. design just in Orlando. So I don't know. I don't think that necessarily going to factor. I just think the Magic are, are right, talented enough and the Raptors aren't necessarily ready to um to win the series dominantly. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, just back to the the logo stuff. I mean, is is seeing your logo really going to promote? I don't you? know. I mean, like, I feel like it's it's really the fans. I mean, I mean, maybe you have your I don't know signature like your thunder sticks or or whatever else. I don't know. That's the first thing that came to mind. Thunder sticks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're famous for them. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. We can move on here to the uh, the three six. Yeah, so I have the Heat playing the Sixers. Now, the Sixers, I think if they've had one kryptonite this season, it's got to be the Heat. Um, I don't think that necessarily chains, changes as, um, as I, I think in a close series, the Heat, uh, the Heat, I struggle with this one. I actually think the Heat went in seven. Yeah, um, I respect that. Um, I, my 3-6 matchup is the Celtics and the Pacers, I think the Celtics take this one and buy. Yeah, the Celtics overwhelmed the Pacers last year. I think just to move on to my four or five, as we have our four or five switched, I think um, the the Celtics beat the Pacers, who 
with Oladipo not necessarily performing like he would have when he almost took home uh, LeBron two years ago, I don't think there is anyone necessarily to be that guy as Oladipo has not been healthy this year. I think the Celtics win this series easily in four games again. Yeah, I think that um, the the Sixers beat the Heat in seven. Um, yeah, so um, that's that. We can move on to the West first round. Yeah, the West first round is going to be a lot more exciting, I feel like. So we'll start with the Lakers versus... Um, Blazers for you and the Lakers versus Pelicans for me. Now, I think the Lakers win the series easily. I think. Remember when the Cavs in 2016 played the Pistons in the first round and they swept easily? Yeah. And every game is close? Yeah. I think we see that again. I like that. Similarly, with the Lakers versus Pelicans series, um, Zion shows to the world that he is a very good player. I mean, everyone actually already knows that, but maybe even a star at this point. But I think. LeBron and AD and that team, and Alex Caruso just overwhelming, and the Lakers win in four. I actually think maybe Alex Caruso goes on such a run that they put him in the starting lineup as the starting point guard. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Give the world what they want. They want to see Alex Caruso <laughs> in the starting role. Um, yeah. So I think that um, I think that the Lakers, um, I think actually it's going to be a similar thing where, where the – the Dame can play it close. I'm not even going to say the Blazers. I, We're going to say Dame. Yeah. Just an FYI. This, I mean, maybe Dame comes off with a surge of confidence. I mean, Dame dropped, like, a new mixtape yesterday on racial e- equality. It's pretty dope. You got to check it out. Shout out to Dame Dalla. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that the, the Lakers take down Dame Dalla's um, Blazers in five. I, yeah, I think the Blazers, like the Pelicans, um, can keep it close in each game, but not in the series, like, score. Uh, we can move on to the 2-7, where we have, I have, I have, the Clippers playing the Mavericks. You have the Clippers playing the Rockets, which I think are both appealing matchups. Yeah, I would agree. I have the, uh, the, the Clippers taking this one in six. Um, uh, the Rockets are an appealing matchup. I... I mean, when you have... I mean, Kawhi versus P... Kawhi and Harden matchup, and then PG and Westbrook meet up again. That's lit. Yeah. It's a very intriguing matchup. Tons of storylines. PJ Tucker versus Ivica Zubac. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, the Rockets are, are interesting. People say, well, oh, they have two stars so they could make a run in the playoffs, but they have two stars who have never done anything in the playoffs except for when they were next to Kevin Durant. So I don't think that's necessarily important. Right. Um, I think that that could be an interesting matchup. I think the Clippers would probably take that one in six, five or six, maybe seven, if, if the Rockets uh, really feel or start feeling themselves. I think for the Clippers' Mavs, we see Luka come out, maybe drop like, 50 in game one. I think Luka comes out the series uh, ready to take down Kawhi. PG has the confidence. Porzingis is a is a good man next to him. I think Porzingis could probably grab like 15 rebounds a game in the series. Luka probably averages like 40 a game in the series. Um, wins game one, loses game two, loses game three, but then, then something happens. They win game four, lose game five, uh, go back to Dallas or not go back to Dallas. Um, uh, go back to maybe their home court, like however they do that. Win game six and then surprise everyone at the Clippers' home court in quotation marks and win game seven. The Mavs upset Kawhi. Luca is going to wow. the next round. Yeah. So just to preview, I actually have. Um, I mean, yeah, I I don't have just an FYI. I don't have the Lakers. I don't have the Lakers Clippers. 
um, or Western Conference Finals. So, uh, more on that later. As far as my, uh, what, four, or, yeah, as far as my 3-6 matchup goes, I have the Nuggets versus the Jazz, um, and I think the Nuggets take that one in five. Yeah, I have the Jazz as the three seed, actually, and the, the Rockets as the six seed. I think we saw the Rockets completely overwhelm um, the Jazz last year in five. Now, there's even more bad blood in the Jazz's locker room now, plus the Rockets now have Westbrook instead of Chris Paul, who I think could be helpful, maybe over Chris Paul, who could not necessarily stay in court. I think the Rockets come out and win the series um, maybe easier than you would think in six games. Yeah, I like that. Um, the Rockets have beat the Jazz two years yeah. in a row. I don't think that will be any different this year. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, To close things out, as far as my Western first-round matchups, I have the Thunder versus the Mavs. I think this Mavs take this one in six. I think CP3 gives um, gives them uh, a bit of a scare. Maybe I think that the uh, Thunder go up two games to none, and then the Mavs take back what's theirs. Or not really, because... Yeah, not really, because it's a 4-5 matchup, so the Thunderers. So, yeah, no, scratch everything I just said. Not what's theirs, just take, take, <laughs> take the crown. Take the take it and, and win the next four yeah. points in six. Yeah, um, I think the, the Thunder matchup with the Nuggets now, I think the Thunder actually have the somewhat home court advantage in the series. As they actually move up to the fourth seed, I think we see Chris Paul versus Jokic, the two point guards for their teams. Now, not actually, <laughs> but Jokic, I think, will be doing some ball handling, especially if he's in the best shape of his life. I think, actually, the the key, if the Nuggets are going to win the series, will be Jamal Murray, who, who had a great playoffs last year. But I think Chris Paul, in his first, um, in his first situation where he is the leader on a great team, or like the clear best player on a great team, I think... Um, I think he actually is very good. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander actually I mean, performs very well, and I think the Thunder win the series in a in a in a very close one in seven games. Yeah, I mean maybe CP3 is feeling himself coming off of a terrific negotiation um, as head of the or not as the players' representative of the um, NBA, NBA PA. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the NBA Players Association. Yes. Yeah. National Basketball Association Players Association. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I don't know, maybe he's feeling himself. I mean, that was a pretty lit negotiation. Like, he found a way to give the players the recovery time as well as get them started on a reasonable date for next season uh, and still give them the potential to maybe play in the Olympics in 2021. I mean, I think that the players, I mean, not that necessarily one side won. I mean, we get basketball, so I don't know that one side won. But personally, I think that the players actually did win this. I mean, the owners get basketball back. They don't lose too much money. So maybe that they win there because there was a potential. It wasn't ever going to happen, but there was a potential that they lose everything that they we don't get more basketball this year um but i, I really think that cp3 did a gore the players associations as a whole did a good job um anyway the Mavs take down the thunder and six yeah so we can move on to the east second round where in the one match up i have the box playing the celtics and then in the other um i have the the heat playing the raptors um now just to start with the box celtics which for you is box sixers um, I think the Bucs actually uh, win the series uh, in more of a challenge than last year. I think we saw, we saw the Bucs take the Celtics to 7-18, and 18, uh, lose though, and then we saw the Bucs dominate the Celtics in 5 last year, maybe 6, um, 
I think it's a very close series as the Bucks won in seven. I don't think the Bucks are or are and Giannis are as overpowered as they were in the regular season and actually get challenged by the Celtics. I think Jason Tatum uh, puts on spotlight maybe as the best young player in the playoffs if Luca um is not. So I think uh, JT has a great series, but but Bucks or the Bucks are just too talented and win it in a close game. Yeah, I have the Bucks Sixers. I think the Bucks take that in. Five, maybe six, if the Sixers are feeling themselves. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks. I don't know, the Sixers haven't had much success against the Bucks this year. I mean, they won on Christmas Day, and that was arguably the... Yeah, I mean, that was arguably the highlight of their season. It was lit. How many times are you going to say that? I was there. It was lit. I don't know what else Cash, to say. What, what do we got? We got four times so far? Lit. <laughs> Five. I, I don't think I've ever seen a non-playoff atmosphere so pumped uh, in the in the years I've been going to Sixers games. I feel like we were just all so motivated. And, and then, well, well, yeah, we were coming off a losing streak. We started winning. Let's go. We, we dominated the best team in the league at home. Go on a four-game losing streak, and everything sucked since then. And I hate being a Sixers fan, but but yeah, I'm that's sure a, that's a swing of emotions if I've yeah. ever seen one. <laughs> Wait, uh, anyway, we I got think, six boys. <laughs> uh, anyway, we can move on to the two-three matchup, or or it could be a two-six or, or seven-three or seven-six. Anyway, you don't um, need to walk us through all the scenarios. I have <laughs> the Raptors playing the Heat, and I think the Raptors win in a very close series that also goes to seven games. So yeah, I, that means we're seeing two. Two seven game series in the in the first or in the second round of the year. I mean that's lit. <laughs> I think that we see a Celtics Raptors here. Um, I think that the Celtics Celtics not Celtics Celtics take this one in six. Yeah, Celtics take this one in six. Van giving me a box. Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. You guys will get that prediction momentarily. But first. A word from our sponsor. No, not actually. Now we move on to round two of the Western Conference. <laughs> the Western Conference. I don't know. That just seemed like the, the right thing to say. Like now, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> um. Yeah. Except nobody cares enough to to sponsor Bill the podcast. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway, uh, I have the Lakers and um. If for the one versus four matchup, you have one versus five. You have the Lakers and the Mavs meeting off. I have the Lakers versus the Thunder. It could also be eight versus five. Um, eight versus four, one versus five. Anyway, um, I think the Lakers, uh, who are were LeBron, who's matching up with one of his good friends and Chris Paul, um, maybe let him win one game and then <laughs> dominate the rest, winning in five games. Okay. That's all I have to say. I what about you, you Lakers, Mavs? Yeah, Lakers, Mavs. I think that this is a very intriguing matchup. You have LeBron James um, versus Luka Doncic. Um, Doncic is coming back home. He's been chilling in Europe this whole quarantine, so um, shout out to him. Um, I think that the Lakers take this one. No passing of the cho- no passing of the torch going on here, as LeBron reigns king and and uh, like continues him. his dominance. Um, and he moves on to the Western Conference Finals. Wow, that was loud. Um, now for the Clippers Nuggets series from I have the Rockets Mavs. Yeah, I think that the um, Clippers Nuggets series ends in the Nuggets. Yes, the Nuggets upset the Clippers in seven games. 
like the Rockets beat a team that was the thing where the Mavs beat one of the front runners to win the finals with the uh, the former finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard. I think the Mavs have all the momentum as the Rockets didn't necessarily do anything impressive and sweep as Luka um, basically provides a case that he is better than James Harden. Uh, okay. Mavs winning four. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so now we have the two conference finals. We will start with the East, where I have the Bucks Celtics. The Celtics, folks, the Celtics move on to the NBA Finals in six games. So does that mean we could potentially see a Lakers Celtics Finals? Yes. Um, I have the Bucks playing the the Raptors. Now I, if you go back to February. I don't know the date, but it was President's Day weekend. It was like hour, an hour or so before um, the Rising Stars Challenge. I said the Raptors were going to make a run to the finals, but the more I think about it is one, is Kyle Lowry, who in my opinion isn't the best player on the Raptors, but is the leader of the Raptors ready to, to make this run to the finals. I'm not 100% sure. One, can anyone in the Raptors, one, be athletic enough, and two, just be as talented to um, defeat to defeat Giannis and his shooters around him. No, the Bucks win the series in six games, um, and the Bucks advance to the finals. Okay, I like it, I like it, I like it. Um, does that mean we see a one versus one series? The series we all want to see, potentially. Um, <laughs> here in the Western Conference Finals, I got the Lakers Nuggets. The Lakers take this one in five, folks. We get an old classic Lakers-Celtics finals, one we haven't seen in a little Wait. while. But it's a classic one. We've seen it a lot. Who knows what the outcome is that next. But first, Dylan's prediction. Yes, yeah, so the Mavericks have made it a far, far, far away. Um, they're playing LeBron. Is this the passing of the torch? Yes. Wow. Now, does that mean the Mavericks are going to beat the Lakers? Ooh. No. Mm. Passing of the torch. So, Luca has now averaged like 40 points per game, beating Kawhi and Harden and Westbrook. Defeated all of them, uh, guys who are all MVPs and finals MVPs, or two-time final MVP in Kawhi. I think Luka has established himself as the, the future of this league with Giannis. Not that there was necessarily questions to that. Before, is there a chance that Luka is looked at as one of the better playoff performers in the league after only one playoff performance? Yes. I think the Mavericks take maybe, um, I think the Lakers actually win game one, the Mavs win game two, the Lakers win game three, the Mavs win game four, and then something, the Lakers win game five and the Mavs win game six are just trading up to that point. And then I think we see game seven and the Mavs or just, Luca probably, I I say this with confidence. Somebody is breaking, just because I don't, I don't trust defense, somebody is breaking the all-time playoff points record this year. Okay. Do you think that I think Luca, somebody, you think Luca gets over 63? I think Luca in game seven, or, or not game seven, in game six, in a overtime win, gets 65 points, 11 wow. rebounds, and 16 assists. Okay, got it. Write that team. down. Take that to Vegas. <laughs> um, in Game 7, though, even though it's close, the Lakers, led by LeBron, who has an out-of-his-mind playoff in the 80s, there to help as well, um, go to Game 7, or w- go to the final. So I have the Lakers, Bucks, a lot of LeBron, Giannis, and AD, Chris Middleton, and Eric Bledsoe. 
I'm not sure. A Dante DiVincenzo, <laughs> Alex Caruso, a George Hill versus JaVale McGee. I'm just going to keep going. Not really. I mean, you're not even going like position to position. Yeah. Pat Connaughton, too, <laughs> versus Avery Bradley. Anyway, Avery, Alex Caruso versus Eric Bledsoe is definitely the matchup I'm looking for in the starting lineup. Not LeBron Giannis, not Anthony Davis versus Robin Lopez or Brooke Lopez. Um, Anyway, I think the Lakers come out, and they just show the experience. Now, do the Bucs potentially force it to a Game 7? Yes, but I think the Lakers win this final somewhat easily in a five-game gentleman's sweep. Okay, um, I like that. Um, so, um, I think that the, um, the Lakers take this one um, against the Celtics in six games. Um, They've played um, a lot in the finals. Um, they haven't played um, in a while. Um, but the but the, uh, the the Celtics and the Lakers have met a record twelve times in the NBA Finals. Um, they faced each other. They faced each other six times in the sixties, three times in the eighties, two times um, in two thousand eight, and. Um, 2010. So we see it again in 2020, and the Lakers take this one. Yep. Um, I agree. So we both have the Lakers up just because why not? Who is the playoff MVP? Now, I know that's not a thing, but, and it doesn't have to be the championship winner. Who is the MVP of the playoffs? Um, give me Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis? No, scratch that. Give me Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, I like it. Uh, give me Luka Doncic, uh, 65, 11, and 16, probably average a 40-point triple-double for the playoffs, or at least, like, 48 and 8. Um, I think the finals MVP, though, is, um, the usual suspect, Alex Caruso. No, okay. <laughs> uh, LeBron James. Yeah, ditto on that one. So, uh, yeah, that, I think that will just about wrap things up. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this banger. This is one of the more enjoyable pods um, we've done in a while, as there were some some memes worth noting in this podcast. Um, basically, us just raving about Alex Caruso for 53 minutes. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, shout out to the sponsor that does not exist. Um, that's the new sponsor. I the mean, sponsor that does not exist. Really? Shout out to Flight React. That him too. Shout out to Luka Doncic. Shout out to my bold predictions. Shout out to tell the world. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dame Dollars. Um, new track. Go listen to that. Anyway, that was the end of this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. You will be seeing a a new schedule come out where it's not necessarily as much of a grind because without sports until July thirty first, we don't necessarily know what to talk about. But I hope you guys enjoyed, and I will talk to you guys next time. That was it.